Hello and thank you again for joining me on the Cafe Hustle. I'm Andy Jones and today I'm talking to Marina Prokyasivi, who is the co-founder of Dinerly. It's an all-in-one restaurant solution which includes your website builder, online ordering and table booking system. And today we're talking about all the digital options that are available to us as cafe owners and where we should all be treating our digital presence as an extension of our brick and mortar businesses. Why providing the option for online ordering directly from your website alongside the delivery platforms can give you the biggest bang for your buck. And why if you're not focusing on Google My Business, you could be losing valuable customers that are missing out on you. All this and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Is training new staff members costing you huge amounts of money and only achieving inconsistent results at best? Trainual, with its easy-to-use platform, can significantly reduce your training costs whilst increasing consistency across your entire business through recording and documenting your repeatable tasks all in one place. Visit trainual.com and use promo code CAFEHUSTLE for a seven-day free trial and 10% off your first 12 months. So, Marina, thank you for coming on the Cafe Hustle. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for bringing me on. No, it's, uh, like I say, as we were discussing before, we've well before the first concept of the Cafe Hustle came about. I'm so glad to get you on because I've been really interested about Dinerly and how that is helping certainly cafe and restaurants and more so through through lockdown but we'll start off so give me the one thing that keeps you motivated what is your what drives you um i think certainly um that we all have a purpose i believe and um i think with a lot of people being off in lockdowns um and not being at work they've had a lot of time to kind of self reflect on what they want to do with their lives um and the one thing that i would say would motivates me the most is um actually being able to find my purpose find what I'm passionate about and find something that um gives me energy and motivates me helping other people um so finding my purpose I think is the number one motivation that I've got right now because I know the goals I need to achieve um in order to reach and fulfill my purpose um and then something else that keeps me motivated through the day is definitely my lunch and dinners because um, I am a terrible, terrible cook, but I love the restaurants and cafes around where I live. So I'll I'll certainly be looking forward to lunch and dinner and working hard until I can get my dinner in. So yeah, <laughs> that's great, and that's it. Makes it even better when when you've got them them good restaurants around you. But what? Yeah. So what was your purpose? What did you find? What I think, is it that? Um, through lockdown, I worked um in a lot of restaurants and stuff, and I was reaching the age of like twenty. Um, I didn't go to high school or anything like that. So I didn't go to uni. So I was starting to feel a little bit like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, so I, I always had a passion when I was younger uh, for websites. But I think with lockdown um, and seeing how um, everybody in the hospitality industry was hit, um, I loved hospitality very, very much. So I was like, you know, what can I do with my skills at the moment to help hospitality? So uh, essentially, I found that my purpose is to build websites and experiences so that people can fulfill their own purpose, either that is serving lovely food and creating an amazing atmosphere in a restaurant um, and being able to help them through digital work. So that's what my purpose is. Well, and I think like the hospitality industry needs people who are there. Service industry like yours is that is helping make lives easier when it, yeah you know actually running the cafe or restaurant because it's so it's a tough business anyway isn't it it's not yeah. like it's um there's long hours the pressure is on all the time to try and deliver what we 
are delivering. So it's nice to have, obviously there's a financial element to it, but having that yeah. purpose behind it, it makes it so much more worthwhile, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, keeps that fire burning. And I mean, you definitely, yeah. owning a cafe, you definitely went through some struggles with digital stuff, thinking, uh, you know, maybe you try to, you know, run the cafe and then you kind of thought, oh my God, I've got this website, I've got this Google My Business, I've got all these listings I need to take care of. It can get a bit overwhelming for uh, restaurant owners, I believe, or cafe owners. owners. Yeah, it's great to have, like I say, it's great to have that, that people are filling that. So tell us now your backstory. What, where did you, obviously you grew up in Greece, but, Tell us how you got to founding and creating Dynally. So um, I'm originally from Greece, yeah, and I moved to the UK at about 16 years old. I think it was um, trying to find some better opportunities. I wasn't the brightest at school, so I was like, there's really not much for me here. Uni was free, so everybody had gone to unis. They've got masters, they've got things like that. I was like, that's not for me. So um, although I would like to say I kind of fell in love uh, with hospitality after coming to the UK at the age of 16, um, I think I fell in love with hospitality when I um, when I was young in Greece and my mum used to work in a local tavern um, and, you know, with two working parents, she always had to like kind of bring me around in the restaurant and um, try to keep me there and try to keep me doing something because I was young, I was like five years old, I always wanted to do stuff. So she'd give me some soft drinks, say, go serve these on the table. Um, and then I kind of, slowly fell in love with that you know really grew my confidence and stuff like that there were days where I was making more tips than my mom so we would go back home she'd be like how many tips did you get I was like more than you it was crazy <laughs> um but um coming to the UK um as I believe everybody in a kind of new country where they don't really know the language does started working in restaurants uh tried to learn the language grow my confidence um and I realized that, you know, I really, really like this industry. So I couldn't really branch out from it. So by changing jobs um, quite frequently and trying to go up the levels, um, I got to a place at 20 years old where I was a restaurant manager in a, lo- in a local restaurant um, and essentially went through COVID as a restaurant manager, unfortunately. So it was a difficult time at the moment trying to keep everything up. Um, <laughs> but Working in that restaurant um, and being so young, I think the only way that I could give kind of value was being the tech-savvy young restaurant manager. So I really tried to push the restaurant um, forward with tech um, just to show, you know, I'm worth it. I'm, no, I might be 20, but I can do this. Um, <laughs> and I just pushed it forward through lockdown, made it so that um, they could still make some money and earn some profits while the restaurant was closed to customers. Um, and then from there, I kind of started my own venture trying to help more people because I knew that staying in the restaurant as a restaurant manager, I could only help one restaurant at a time. So I decided to branch out and help more restaurants if possible. Yeah. So a management position at 20, that's quite a quite a feat. Yeah. What did you, and I know you, t- you haven't been to... Uh, university and and I think you, there's a lot of experience to be had outside of school and university. Yeah. Not saying that that's not important because of course to a lot of people it really is, but mm-hmm. it's not always the way of is that is that something that you found? Um, I personally found that you know hospitality. I don't think it can a lot of things you can't learn in uni. You've got to have them by yourself. You know, with the way that you grow up. I think um, 
you've seen a lot of people that might you know have gone to uni but they don't have the confidence to make the the um the person coming into the restaurant your customers make them feel at ease and give them a nice experience you've got to be able to make them comfortable and make them want to come again know how to speak to them know how to have a chat Um, and then other than that you've got to know how to work with other people it's a stressful environment Um, people things might get a bit crazy especially with chefs yeah Um, but yeah I think it, it was just ensuring that you can remain calm in this stressful situation and having the confidence to know that you know I'm going to work hard I'm going to try to do the best job that I can with the customers um, and try to have a good time while I'm doing it so I think that's really important even more important than like going to uni and stuff like that is just being able to find the passion in the hospitality industry and serving guests and that sort of thing so yeah and would you say you're a people person definitely definitely I try yeah it is our business is all but to be honest, any business, it's it's about relationships with people, isn't it? And it's like you say, you pick up skills in in any way you go. If it's any business, you're, you there's an element of customer facing in most of them. But you're right, the experience you gain. And I've always said to people like uni and getting a degree or getting your qualifications, that's not the end of your learning. It's That is the very beginning. And it's the next three or four years beyond that is when the real learning happens but like if you're not going through uni and you're going straight out to work you're starting that that those lessons earlier aren't you yeah like you, you start at 16 by the time you're 22 somebody has just finished uni you've already had six years of experience um and even though a lot of businesses have um interactions with customers i think the thing is with um with restaurants you've got to win that customer in that two-hour window that they come to have their dinner or you know especially for a cafe it's even less they're just coming for a quick coffee so yeah you've got to make sure that in those 30 minutes that they come to the shop they feel special they feel well taken care of um and they feel like you appreciate them coming um so definitely really need to be on top of your game with your customers yeah it's it's all about the experience isn't it we're not in necessarily a a business of just providing food or drinks or it's about that whole experience and I've spoken a couple of times about creating that third space where we're now almost replacing certainly coffee shops and cafes, replacing pubs as that social space. And it, it all comes down to having the right environment, the right place, the right people working for you to create that environment and ultimately the right product as well. So let's talk about a bit more about digital and digital solutions that are available to hospitality businesses and how can they how can people benefit how can business owners benefit from paying more attention to their the digital solutions that are available um i think personally that um especially with everybody going into lockdown um it was really a time where while all other sectors kind of had their strategies ready had their websites ready to go um restaurants really really took a hit like they were really behind so we saw all of the restaurants closing down and then suddenly there was no way for the restaurant to kind of interact directly with our customers. They had left their digital presence so much behind where it was so hard to catch up through lockdowns. Um, and so I think that it really showed us that we can't just rely on customers walking down the road and kind of seeing your restaurant walking in. You've got to actively trying to engage with customers when they leave your restaurant to kind of bring them back. Um, So 
I think that the pandemic kind of helped um, restaurant and cafe owners realize that um, and that you really need to stay in your customers' lives outside of the restaurant, whether that is via social media, email, delivery platforms, booking platforms or via your website. Um, I think paying attention to these details um, really ensures that and you're really using them to their maximum capabilities um, really ensures that, you know, it makes the difference between being able to go through lockdown or being able or having to close down and, you know, declare bankruptcy. Uh, so I think they they definitely lockdown definitely changed um, how people order, how people view restaurants um, how people order coffee. Um, I think it really changed um, in terms of interacting with restaurants. And um, I really think that it also makes sense now that um, even though we've gone back to normal to ensure that you still maintain a grip on your digital presence um, so that you don't lose out if it ever happens again. Yeah, I think like certainly you touched on there people having the footfall past your restaurant. I think in the past maybe it's more it was more important to have the right location where you've got that footfall. It's less, I th- personally I think it's less of an issue now because yeah. of social media that's helping people get out to in front of people who they may not not necessarily have been able to because i know certainly for us we weren't in the best location we didn't have footfall we had to rely on our social media to to get in front of customers to yeah. let them know we were there yeah so i think generally as well because of that restaurant owners or cafe owners have not necessarily been as paid as much attention to the digital solutions I know a lot of people a lot of people will have a social media presence now because it's so important but you're right so as far as like online ordering or table booking it's not been something that has always been needed because people no. would generally just ring up and say oh can I have a table and then whoever took the phone call would write it in the in a in a paper in a diary and yeah but but things are changing things are changing and I think that you're right the pandemic has forced a lot of businesses into looking at what they've got from a digital yeah. point of view and they've had to adapt very quickly yeah think how they can kind of um you know and with the restaurants being closed essentially you know owners sat down and looked at the restaurant empty and started thinking what can i do what can i do right now to start bringing orders in you know bookings in for when we open um so i i think there's definitely going to be a stronger push so in terms of i know a lot of like i say a lot of businesses will have social media presence and maybe a bit of um, whether it's on Google or Facebook and uh, Instagram. But how about certainly from a cafe perspective, it's uh, I think it's it's out there less so. But I think there's less people have got websites for their businesses. Where does a website, where does that differ from what social media can do? And why should we be looking as an industry to to encourage people to have a website presence rather than just social media or just relying on their location? Um, That's a really good question, actually. Um, And I think that people need to start thinking more of their website as an extension of their restaurants, like an extra space where they can host people in. Because while social media is an incredible tool to reach people and there's a lot of traffic in them, it's very crowded. And um, your website is essentially owned by you. Your social media accounts, you know, you own your social media accounts, but you're competing with other restaurants. Um, the social media accounts are competing to grab the user's attention. Whereas in your own website, 
you've got the time to do it just like a restaurant you know you pick your tiles you pick your floor you pick your wallpaper um you think about it you build it you maintain it that's the same way that you need to think about your website it's an extension of your restaurant and it also ensures that all the people that are interacting with your social media accounts they've got somewhere that they can go to where you can interact with them directly they can view what your business is about uh, and you've got absolute freedom you know you can use your own colors you can use your own branding not so much on social media pages so um and i also think that there's a really big um impact that your website can have in your profits because there are ways that you can make your website earn you money while the restaurant is closed for example like you said people you know usually ring up and um they make a booking but what if it's two o'clock at night and i'm really i really like your website really like the food that you're offering your menu i want to book now i'll have to make a note call up this restaurant tomorrow morning when i wake up to book a table i ring you're too busy to pick up suddenly you didn't get my booking so i feel like there's a lot of friction and there's a way that we can make it through the website so that your customers have no friction and they can um kind of book the time that they want to have food or you know order whenever they're free whenever they get that urge that they want to interact with your business and just do that straight away even when you're closed it's you're right when you say it's an extension of the business it's very difficult to you've got to look at everything you do as an extension of your restaurant or cafe like you say and be looking at it from the point of view of that customer experience again isn't it it's how many people will actually sit and think through the process that the customer has to go just like you've said how are they really interacting with your business to an extent where you as an owner are not losing out on because we can't afford to lose out on business really especially at the minute we need to maximize having every single opportunity needs to be maximized to acquire either a new customer or or manage to get a repeat repeat business from an from an existing customer so online ordering then let's talk a bit about that in terms of what what businesses should be looking at and i know now that we're coming out of the restrictions a little bit again after omicron are we certainly for cafes is online ordering or restaurants is it still going to be something that's relevant i think um covid you know with the lockdowns lasting for months i think we've we're definitely going to see a permanent change in the way that people order online and the way that people um eat at their house so i think um the the increase of people ordering online is not going to fall straight down and everybody's going to start going back into the restaurants there's going to be a lot of people that got used to having a nice warm meal delivered at their door um and um, I hope that this is going to continue as well because it just means, you know, if your restaurant's full um, and you've still got the capability in the kitchen to make more food, you can just serve more clients, even if they can't all fit in your restaurant. Um, but what I think was uh, especially really difficult throughout the lockdown was that even though people wanted to be able to um, serve their customers online and allow them to order online, um, the problem was that, you know, all the platforms that they were using, they were taking like 40% or 30% of your profits. It, you really can't afford to do that in hospitality. You know, that is essentially the profit that you're taking home. Not even that, probably even less. Um, and platforms out there are just taking an order 
and essentially taking away all the profits that you made. So even though for cafes, you can say that this isn't as big here, but for example, in Greece, um, the culture there is very, very different. So, you know, um, a cold coffee will probably cost you about two euros. Um, and, you know, let's say you've got a sleepover with your friends and stuff. We'll all wake up in the morning and say, let's order some coffees. Um, and, you know, they've all got their own delivery drivers. Um, and, you know, you pay two euros for the coffee, gets delivered at your door, you pay up and then that's it. And they don't have to give the commissions to the platform. So they get to keep that money. Um, and it is a really big thing back in Greece. Um, I don't know if that's certainly going to be something that's going to increase in the UK through the lockdowns, but I really, really hope it does because I miss having a coffee delivered to my house. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that um, if, if the tools are out there for cafe owners to use, um, then they are also able to offer that. So um, by having delivery platforms that charge so much, you're not going to be making a lot of money out of your um, coffees or your paninis or your sandwiches that you're selling um, through your cafe. So I think if the tools are out there that make it possible for cafe and restaurant owners to kind of deliver to their customers without taking up a huge percentage, I think more people are going to use it and it, it can essentially um, start up by giving the tools um, and then with the tools available, then we can see an increase in people ordering uh, coffees or ordering online through that. Yeah. And I think from from my perspective, you look at some of these delivery services and I know we're getting people say that, oh yeah, we're getting more reach. We're reaching, we're getting in front of more customers. But when you're talking about 40% commission, we very rarely, who's got a 40% profit margin? Nobody. And, you know, it, it eats into that. And certainly through the lockdown, cash flow has been so tight and yes like all you've got to look at is christmas just gone all it takes is a few additional restrictions and restaurants and businesses have got cancellations all over the place so exactly there's not necessarily just having being able to say oh yeah we can go to delivery through no. these apps you're losing them yeah i mean all it, the any profit that you need is is getting lost exactly and while while i wouldn't say it's necessarily that you know you should um, you know, create your own platform and kind of not take any um, orders through there through these other platforms. They can be good at bringing in extra business, and they can be good at allowing customers to kind of find you. But I think you know, you get thousands of visits through your website. Why not give them a tool that can support you directly without taking them over? to the delivery apps that take 40% commission. I think it's important to ensure that you've got your own way of allowing your customers to support you and then also have, you know, have them as complementary so that they can bring reach, they can bring new customers in, but have that um, tool where it allows you to interact with your customers directly. And another thing is, is to consider if people have got websites is their SEO, search engine optimization, because if you can get that right, you any search, certainly local SEO, you can be in front of anyone that serve anyone who Googles anything about food or uh, coffees or anything like that. If your SEO is is right and you've got it bang on, you're going to be first page of Google, which is the holy grail. Yeah, and you're going to get that natural reach. Exactly, anyway, aren't you? Exactly. Google my business listings. Um, you know, 
put getting in on TripAdvisor, as long as your name is out there, and then as long as when people search for your name, your website comes up first, you're doing something right. Um, so just ensure that um, you've got, you put the effort in so that once people look for you, they can interact with you directly, not with these other third-party companies trying to get a part of your pie, essentially. Yeah, you'll maintain all of your all of your margin. Okay, there's going to be an element of delivery in there and additional cost, but you've got a better chance of keeping hold of the margin that you are making on, on exactly. products. So let's now turn to table booking because I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but there's also a benefit from for, ta- for taking bookings digitally yes. through your website probably the biggest um I, I would say probably the easiest way um and the best way to kind of ensure that you're keeping in touch with customers because you know while many restaurants and many cafes might not all offer delivery directly through their websites uh, because they don't have delivery drivers they don't have the capacity um, and maybe they don't want to go through the hassle um, I think table booking especially for restaurants um, is something that you don't necessarily need to interact with the client with a um, customer for for example I'm calling in it's busy I can't hear you uh, like I said before I want to book now but you're closed and then I call and then you're too busy you don't pick up so um you know if I'm browsing your website and I can just um you know says select the date select the time how many people for name last name email telephone number that's it it's done I've booked it I've added on my calendar um even if you're sleeping even if the restaurant's closed that booking is on there so I think it's really important. And I think um, the even though usually most platforms don't charge you um, like a percentage of sales or something like that when it comes to online booking, um, sometimes it can be a little bit more shocking because um, you will usually get an invoice at the end of the month. Um, and I remember getting an invoice from a table booking uh, software back when I was a restaurant manager. Um, and... It was for well over a thousand seven hundred pounds for one month. So I, I just sat there thinking, we're paying this for a single month for bookings. And the worst thing is we weren't actively managing who was coming in from those bookings that we were getting. So even though, you know, maybe 50% of the customers came in uh, through that booking software, because we didn't actually keep up with it correctly, um, we probably lost out some money on it because, um, you know, a lot of people might have not come up and we had to pay um, $2 per cover that we got. And that is per cover, not per booking. So it really it really starts becoming um, expensive when you start looking at it. And um, these recurring fees can get quite a lot, whereas if you just invested that directly, you wouldn't have to pay that much and you would make a return on your investment much quicker by having your own tools instead of actually using third-party companies. And like £1,700 is shocking. And, and certainly from a, a, a cafe point of view, that's an expense and it comes straight off profit, doesn't it? With an, and generally their company or their customers that have found you anyway, yes, they've found, whether it's through Google or or some other way, they know where they want to go. Yes. You've got that customer, essentially, yeah. yet you're having to spend another, in that case, £1,700 just to get them to book a table and come along. Yeah, just to get them to fill out a form, which is uh, incredible. So, yeah, 
definitely have to find ways to do that without paying absolutely your entire profits. Yeah. So an extension of the website, email marketing, is that something I know a lot of uh, other industries, certainly from an e-commerce point of view, email marketing is massive now. It's <clears throat> They reckon it's probably 80% more effective than, say, a social media following. But <clears throat> in this social media age where it dominates certainly a lot of the food businesses, is it is email marketing something that is still applicable and still useful for cafe and restaurant businesses? Yes. Um, I think email marketing will always be an incredible tool to kind of reach your customers um, as it gives you direct access to their inboxes. So while social media have different algorithms that determine um, if your posts get shown or not and if your stories get seen and um, things like that, email is almost a guarantee that your name will actually always reach their inbox. You know, they will get a notification with your business name on top of it just to, just as a slight reminder essentially that you still exist you're still there but um i think the difficult part when it comes to hospitality is that um owners are usually so busy trying to run everything um with the food with the staff with the chefs who bring people in that um you know having a well thought out email marketing campaign can take time um and you know you need to have somebody that knows how to copyright nicely and you need to have somebody that adds the pictures in or takes the pictures and stuff like that so i think i believe it is really important to do email marketing but i also think you can spend the initial time to create some automation and then through that automation essentially spend a month building it out and have a couple of emails going up per month to your customers while you're sitting back and relaxing so just keeping in touch essentially by saying you know you booked a table a month ago would you like to book again um you know here's the 10 percent off online ordering if you wish to come and dine with us again you know maybe after a couple of months just to bring them back in so yeah i think there is always going to be space for email marketing um even though social media is taking over email marketing would always be the og um and what are you also thinking did you did you do any email marketing when you had your own cafe i didn't and i and in a way i regret not having it because you think about it it's when someone signs up say to an email newsletter like we're all probably used to now you get pop-ups you put your name in you put your email address in you sign up to a newsletter if you're a business that has got email addresses of customers that's a warm audience they've already provided you with or they're open to providing you with a bit well, something that's very precious really yeah an email address there's obviously an element of interest in your business it's not like some of the things on social media especially with paid ads you're going out to a cold audience that in some cases can take it or leave it whether they visit your business your email list really is you're more likely to get a response yes and i suppose like you say you, you, you if you're able to prepare a month's worth of posts or a month worth of email it's getting your visual you being visually in front of your customer regularly and it's the same with with social media like the holy grail is trying certainly with facebook we tried to get one out every day and it is hard to be in that position but it makes a difference when you are consistent or if you're consistent with an email list it's much much more likely you'll get a customer to decide to go and visit you than you would if you're just putting spending hundreds of pounds on paid ad paid ads on 
Facebook. So, and I think you're right. It's it, as an operate because I operated the cafe as well. It wasn't necessarily the case that I was able to sort of. I was the a distant operator that or owner that didn't get in, in, involved in it. You've got to have. You've got to be able to have the headspace to be able to do this. And you know, it's, it is hard. It's not a simple thing especially with the pressures that come with running a food business. And, you know, owners sometimes are not that tech savvy to be able to, you know, create an email marketing campaign, you know, manage the social media. It, it, it is really, really difficult um, to kind of be able to think about all these marketing strategies and put them into one for your business because there are a lot of platforms out there, a lot of stuff that you can do to bring people in. However, even if you're not thinking about it at the moment, I always think it's really, really good to have that email capturing pop-up or a section on your website. Just start capturing those emails in, even if you're not sending emails, because at some point, you know, you might have the capacity or you might be not be that busy. Um, and then you can kind of think back and see, look, I've got all these 500 customers that really want to hear back from me um, that haven't messaged in a while. Let me just, if things are starting to fall off, for example, in January, let me just send an email out saying, you know, thank you for being a customer. Thank you for signing up to our email newsletter. You know, here's an offer for you to come back in um, and stuff like that to bring them back in, essentially. Yeah, and I, I remember reading in uh, in a book it's by Jeff Walker called Launch, and he said having an email list is the closest thing you can get as a license to print money because all it takes is, like you say, one one email out to all of those all those subscribers and they could then you could even if you only had two percent of them decide oh yeah i'm going to go there it's more than you would have if you hadn't have sent it out yeah and it's not difficult you know you just put an email subject a bit of text a nice image um you don't have to personalize it you don't have to do any coding or anything like that um and it's just it puts even though it's not a lot of effort, it looks like you've put a lot of effort in. Because if I see that email, I'm thinking, "Oh, I, I haven't had dinner there for a while. Let me just let me just go one more time, see what they're up to, see if they've changed the menu and stuff like that." So I think definitely email marketing is something that will always be, um, should always be essentially in your head. <clears throat> so talking about now, what is the one thing that, that a business should be doing? What's the one thing a business can do to? start to reach more people digitally i think um i think i would say one thing from my point of view i think the best thing that a cafe or a restaurant can do um to start reaching more people is actually hire somebody in the restaurant or the cafe that is a little bit more tech savvy than them um because while working as a restaurant manager even though um you know i i really tried to be um, like working hard and stuff like that, I really had to look back at some point and say, um, you know, in what ways can I do something that n- most of the people here can't do? Um, and I think bringing on a member of the team that is quite tech savvy, and, you know, maybe that's a manager, maybe that's a supervisor, maybe that's an assistant manager or just a regular staff, um, you can really get a lot of value from somebody that's a bit, a little bit more tech savvy and they can help you out with a lot of these things that we talked about recently uh, with a lot of these things that we talked about now um, and help you reach more customers. However, ensuring that you can kind of reach more people in 
I would say the number one, one of the biggest tools that you can use is Google My Business. And I see a lot of restaurants um, not optimizing their Google My Business um, and kind of letting it off um, a little bit on the side. So they'll open up the restaurant and stuff like that. And let's say there's a new restaurant opening down the down the street, which happened with me um, a few days back. Um, and I was like, oh, I'd love to go and have some dinner there. Um, I checked their opening hours on Google My Business. Seemed like it was open. I went all the way there. Suddenly it was closed. I was like so disappointed because I was like, I really wanted to have dinner with you. But because your opening hours were wrong, you just lost a customer. Um, and it also helps a lot with reachability. Google My Business is an amazing tool because I can just pop in, for example, London restaurants. And it will give me a list of all the London restaurants out there. Or I can say London restaurants with Greek food. If suddenly your Google My Business is not optimized um, and it doesn't have Greek food in those categories, I'm not going to see your restaurant. So I think Google, even if we're talking about SEO and that sort of thing, while this might need a little bit more effort and more investment to get it done, Google My Business requires no invest, uh, no investment. You can just do it yourself. Ensure that you add in everything that your restaurant has, your accessibility, your phone numbers, the right website, um, the right pictures, your menu, um, you know, if your wheelchair accessible, if you've got Wi-Fi. If you add all those things in, um, it would really, really help because um, – Going through uh, Dynally and having a lot of people kind of join in, um, really wanted to help some of them with their Google My Business. And we found listings that had um, on Google My Business about 200,000 clicks per month. So you had 200,000 clicks of people looking at your restaurant, looking at your restaurant listing um, that could essentially order, book, view your social media, uh, view directions, call your business. So ensuring that everything is there means that those 200,000 people um, have the opportunity to interact with your business properly. Yeah, I know the Google My Business is that made a huge difference for not, you can't always, it's hard to quantify how much business came from it directly. But when you look at, like we were having, and it wasn't huge numbers, but it was in the thousands each month of people that had seen our cafe and you think the surely a percentage of those people have decided to come because they don't have to necessarily be searching for you they just search for cafes near me and if you're on there and you're optimizing you're keeping it relevant you're keeping it up to date everything's there you've got plenty of reviews which is a good is, is a really important point actually with google my business is the more people you can encourage to leave reviews the higher you will or more visible you'll be because it's more relevant but you're going to capture some of those customers and you're right. A lot of people are neglecting Google my business because you look, if all you've got to do is have a quick look and there's so many businesses that have got either pictures missing or low quality pictures or things that aren't necessarily great from a marketing point of view or an advertising point of view, but they're still appearing. Yeah. Uh, they, some businesses have no website. Some businesses have the wrong phone number. Um, and while I think uh, the issue is, you know, even if you have a Google My Business listing, um, we saw, you know, with clients that we started off and they had maybe 5,000 uh, Google My Business listing views. And then that grew up to 17,000 in about two months because we we optimized the Google My Business listing. And while 
you can't be a hundred percent certain how many people from there came to your restaurant. Google gives you some amazing tools of seeing people that clicked for directions, how many people click for directions, how many people click to call you, and how many people click to view your website. And it also gives you the insight of how many people clicked for directions and actually walked into your restaurant. So um they're I don't know if they still do it, but they had some um, little machines that they used to ship around to businesses and you would pop that in your business next to your door and customers that clicked to view directions and actually walked through that door, they could see which exact customer that was. So um, it's incredible if you do it properly and you spend the time to go through it. um, And it it does have some quite incredible insights, but... um, Again, even if you don't have the time to go through all that, it always is relevant to kind of go in and make sure your business hours are correct, your website's correct, the images are correct, your menu is there, um, and that all the accessibility information is always there. Do you do card? Do you do cash? Have you got toilets on site? That sort of thing. And I know it's another thing is it's relevant really only to Google, but I think when you really think about it, how many people... I, I can't ever remember anyone saying that they use another search engine other than Google. <clears throat> I think everyone, it's the one that they use, isn't it? And it's, for me, all it takes is a little bit of effort into Google My Business. And it's that is a great funnel for capturing people for free because there's no cost to it. Okay, you can advertise with Google if you want to, but it's so easy to appear, certainly from a local point of view, in front of people, you're not spending, again, hundreds of pounds on Facebook ads because other than your organic reach on Facebook through people sharing it and your followers, you're not going to necessarily grow your following very much. But it's Google My Business is like a huge net that you cast out there and it's ready to just direct people either even if it's towards your social media accounts and bits and pieces like that. So let's just talk about, I know social media itself is, it certainly plays a part in in the success of any business, certainly in this social media age. So what do people need to be looking at in terms of their social media present? Um, I think, yeah, social media is definitely another huge thing. Um, And uh, we've mentioned it quite a lot, actually, going through all these questions, just because it's such a big thing. You can't leave it out. Um, And um, especially now with like new platforms coming in, such as TikTok, which I think everybody has heard about TikTok. Even if you don't watch it, it's definitely interacted with your life in some type of way. Um, there's there's some crazy opportunities to be had there because uh, you see places that, you know, they will post one TikTok and that will go viral. And that essentially means, you know, one day you barely have any people in the next day it becomes viral. Suddenly you walk outside your restaurant, there's a line all the way down the street. So um, there's really a lot of potential for capturing a huge audience um, in TikTok. In, sorry, in capturing a huge uh, audience in TikTok and without any paid advertising. Um, you know, you're probably going to lose some money on, you know, trying to make the TikTok. Maybe you made... Um, a food maybe you made um a dish or something like that that you know you don't have a customer to give it to but you know you can film one tiktok and if that goes viral you might be set for a few months um in your business and i think with social media you also have the power of the follow button which means your customers can essentially follow you see your food every day see your coffees every day 
And it's kind of the gentlest way to kind of nudge them to come back in without being overly, uh, you know, too annoying. Because, you know, for example, email marketing, it's amazing. But if you start sending out a newsletter every five hours or every day, people are going to be like, okay, you're annoying me now. I want to get off. Um, So I think a general rule of thumb is, you know, posting at least one picture every day on your social media platforms um, is an incredible way to kind of reach people. And I think my number one advice for people using social media is ensure that you actually have good pictures of your coffees and your dishes. Um, And, you know, they don't have to be professional because I think nowadays every mobile phone um, out there has a great enough camera to make your food look amazing or your coffee look amazing. Um, And also put some thoughts into your descriptions. I see a lot of restaurants out there that um, share an image on Instagram or share an image on Facebook and just say, book your table. Or they say, order online now. And it's it, it's fine to do that, but it just means you're not offering any value. You know, okay, I like your food, but um, just you nudging me, telling me, book a table now, is not going to just go, oh, lovely, I'm just going to run there and just book a table just because I've seen this picture. You've got to really sell your image, sell your dish, sell your coffee. Um, and I sh- um, I still remember, I saw an Instagram pic of, um, I woke up in the morning, you know, as everybody does, open up my phone, scroll a little bit on Instagram, um, and it was a local cafe. And she had taken this incredible picture with a DSLR um, of a latte. Um, you know, she had put nice background around it, you know, some Christmas lights. It was Christmas. Um, and she turned around and said, talk about the new blend of coffee that she was putting in um and she had the most descriptive amazing description about the flavor of, co- of coffee i had ever seen because i read it and i was like i need to taste this right now so i literally got up got dressed went into the coffee shop i was like i want that blend that you put on your instagram right now um <laughs> and, and it just goes to show the power that it can have um if you yeah. sell your products properly through social media is it's we, we are in an age of content marketing i think it extends still to to food businesses even though the the biggest benefit for for us is the experience but also like you say you're providing you're providing value to them in any way really whether they whether it's along the lines of how do you do something or whether you even we considered even going down the route of providing so not necessarily the exact recipe that we had but you know little things that can help people out it's about increasing that engagement, isn't it? And like I say, as soon as you're engaged, you're more likely to jump up and go and grab whatever it is. And in your case, the coffee. Yeah, you want to give your um, customers some value. Um, and, you know, if you're sharing recipes with them, if you're sharing information about where your dish comes from, uh, you're sharing a little bit of value with them. So, you know, it doesn't feel like you're just pushing sales, sales, sales you're giving value and with value people are going to come in and you know try you know support your restaurant did you did you do any social media campaigns uh while you had your cafe or how did you go about your social media not so much campaigns so it was more and it, i wasn't i i obviously wanted to be getting in front of people again one every day but i was trying to do it across twitter across facebook and instagram and i think in the end our biggest audience was through Facebook. So we ended up, didn't necessarily have hit the everyday still, but that was the main thing is getting our product 
in front of people, getting our premises in front of people so they could see without necessarily having to come there what we were about and that's the way i seen it was like it's the shop front but online so it's not necessarily like people looking through the window it's that is your window social media is your window to people who aren't necessarily stood outside do you think you kind of um looked back and saw what was working a little bit better and decided to you know instead of focusing on all these platforms and doing um doing a good job in all of these platforms to do a great job in one platform it kind of focused a bit more on facebook yeah you get to a point where you've got to focus if you spread yourself across all of them there's a risk that you are spreading yourself so thin that actually you don't get a return or you don't get the value back from the time that goes into it because it does take a lot of time so you have to consider focusing on the one one thing that you're able to provide the most time to, the one that's got the most potential to give you a return from a the business point of view on the time that you're putting into to doing it. So it's you've got to take a step back and look at it from that point of view and say, is this a good am I spending my time well by doing this? But like you say, it's it helps if you've got someone on your team that is up to date with posting on socials, who has got a bit of a copywriting brain, who's able to engage people through writing it always helps you're able to then give them access to the account and they can go down that route but you've also then got to consider the consistent brand message etc but i know we could probably go into it have another hour's conversation around that alone but what branding these are things you've got to consider yeah yeah definitely you've got to consider you have got to consider the how you spend your time and whether what which one is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck so i know we've talked about a lot of these opportunities in websites in email marketing and socials tell me now how because dynally is something that is potentially trying to combine this together for people whether it's their online ordering their online booking their website their email marketing tell me how that how can dynally help people um I think especially working through lockdown when I realized that there is such a big gap um I was like surely there's a way that I can do all of these things with one tool uh, surely there's a tool out there that just allows me to build my own website that is simple enough to use and that I can teach the rest of the staff how to use possibly the owner as well um somewhere that together with that can take online orders and something that can also take booking um table bookings but you know i started looking through for tools like these online and you know there was a tool to take online orders uh, but they either took commission or they couldn't integrate with your website and there was a tool to take bookings but they charge monthly for it um and then all of these things paying for all of them monthly can get quite expensive again so um and they also like they never really allowed you to have the customers for yourself so they always like you know, they always kept the emails, they always kept the the phone numbers. You know, you get an order through delivery, you try to call the customer, you're calling like a line through delivery and then they connect you to the customer, they connect you to the delivery driver. Just like, let me call them directly, ring three times, pick up the phone, tell them what I need, shut that, like close the phone. So um, while in lockdown, um, you know, there weren't as many shifts to get. So um I started talking with a friend of mine um my co-founder my co-founder Upendra Singh and um he essentially we spoke about some ideas of how we can do this he's a developer 
Um, I just come with a tech background, essentially, because uh, I like to build websites on my own free time um, when I wasn't in the restaurant. And I said to him, let's, through lockdown, I, I spoke to the owner, I said, can I, can I essentially build something for you? And then if you like it, you can use it. And he came back essentially saying, um, if you can build me that, I will definitely 100% put it in the restaurant. So I just thought, okay, let's come and fill the gap of online ordering, table booking and website building all in one for your restaurant and your cafe. Um, so we kind of came together and put all the tools necessary into one software that allows you to build your own website and manage it, everything that you need for your website. Let's create another tool that's integrated within that to take uh, orders online. So your menus, your options, um, add-ons and stuff like that for your food, collection, delivery settings, time settings, when you can come and pick up, um, you know, printers and stuff for the restaurants. And let's create a booking um, integration as well. So let's say um, people can order whenever they want. They select the date, the time, and how many people for. They add their details in, and you've got all of that info onto one place. So your website visits, your online ordering sales, your booking, all in one, and you essentially just have one platform to manage it all. Um, we're not trying to like replace the market. We're not trying to come in and you know tell you stop using Deliveroo, stop using um, Uber Eats, stop using Just Eat. We're coming in and saying, while you can also use this, you can also have the opportunity to directly interact with your customers instead of relying on these big tech companies that you know take up to 40% commission. So that's the kind of gap we're looking to fill. We're looking to be the all-in-one solution for restaurant owners um, to make their lives easier and to make managing the restaurant easier. And then lastly, going into email marketing, for example, with you having the ability to have your own customers interact with you, that means that this tool can send automated email marketing to your customers. So where, let's say somebody books for tomorrow, in one month's time, they will get an automatic email without you doing anything, saying, it has been a month since you last booked. Would you like to book again? Click here to book now. And they just go on your website and they can book straight away. So um, at the moment, we've got some plans where it's a £99 setup. So you pay um, a one-time payment of £99. And with that money, we use it to build your website because we don't want we don't want you. We know restaurant owners and cafe owners are busy. We want to make it so that um, you pay the one-time payment. We build the website for you and we kind of give it up. Uh, we give it to you afterwards. Um, it takes seven days for the setup. And then after that, um, we've got three pricing structures, which is £25 per month, which is just for the website. Um, and that's for customers that, you know, they just want an easy website builder to use to manage their website. Um, and it also is um, a tool that if they later on want to do bookings or they want to do online ordering, they know that the platform can handle that, handle that if they want to move to that later on. Then we've got a £45 per month um, fee which is for online bookings. So you've got your website builder and your online bookings. Um, and then we've got a £65 um, per month fee, which allows you to sell your food online, build your own website, and allows you to take 
um, take bookings online as well. So uh, that's the most expensive one that we've got and usually the most popular because it gives you the option to do everything in one platform. Yeah, and I think it sounds like you've got a range of options for people who are in various different positions with their business. And it sounds like like £99 for a website to be set up. I think it'd be hard pushed for anyone to get anywhere near that to actually get a, a web developer. So to have a, an online presence for 100 what is £99, is it's unheard of. So it sounds like you ha- are able to, certainly for smaller cafes and restaurants, which haven't necessarily got huge amounts of money to throw at at websites, it sounds like you'd be able to offer that solution very, very easily for them. And again, to have a website more or less up and running in seven days is is, difficult to get. It opens a lot of doors for people. Yes. And uh, knowing that, you know, the platform that you're on can grow later on. And then, you know, 0% commissions, of course, as we're not the people that are... um, trying to get anything from you we give you the tool and you pay monthly for it so we didn't don't see any reason why you should be paying a commission it's your own website our branding is just a little link at the bottom of your website so it's not huge logos anywhere like uberies and stuff like that um and then it, it just ensures that you know later on we've got plans for expansion and for adding in more more tools and stuff like that which they might increase we might create a new plan that's a little bit more expensive and has more tools in it. Um, but that's the current pricing structure. And I think it, it it is really, really a good deal for restaurants that are just starting out and especially cafes that are just starting out. Absolutely. So we've covered a lot of really interesting things for people to think about today. So, but now in terms of the next 12 months, where, what are the plans for Dinerly? So, um, we're really looking into integrating with uh, Just Eat, Uber Eats and Deliveroo. We're in talks with them right now. Um, and we want to give you the opportunity to have one tablet in your restaurant and one printer and clear out your space. Because I think anybody with a cafe or a restaurant knows the deal of having 15 tablets on one um, on one counter and another 15 printers and all of them start ringing and you've got to find the buttons to click it and stuff like that. So we really want to make it so that you've only got one tablet there, one printer, one Castro, and you're all set for your business. Um, and we're also looking at now creating um, a post system, a point of sale, so that you can actually take orders through Dynally, um in store so you can get, you know, your phone, just get a phone, chat with the customers, put the order through, and then that prints out in the kitchen or through your website platform again. So, it just means you've got one place and your reporting and analytics is going to be spot on because everything is in one place. You can see all your sales or your bookings and all your restaurant sales inside the restaurants um, in one dashboard. And I think that really helps restaurant owners to just open up their phone quickly wherever they are. You know, maybe you're on holiday, you open up, you see, you can see exactly how many sales your restaurant has done and all the money that has gone through it through anywhere you are. So. Um, that's the plans for the next 12 months um, and hopefully you know after we manage to finish those plans off you know maybe um, try to build our own um, our own tablets and stuff like that that we can ship out to restaurants to make it really easy for them but that's the plans that we have for now so it's very exciting so and like I say having all that information all integrated together is very powerful for 
certainly for people who have got short on time, they just need to see stuff really quickly. So how can people find out more about Dynally? How can they connect with you? And then we'll say goodbye. Um, so people can reach out to us by going on www.dinerly.co.uk or email us at hello at dinerly.co.uk. And I'm always happy to interact with restaurant and cafe owners, talk digital with them or anything else regarding hospitality. And they can find me either on Instagram at marina.proco. That's M-A-R-I-N-A dot P-R-O-K-O or Twitter marina proco again uh, but with a lower dash uh, between marina and proco um, and you can also find me on linkedin with my full name which i think nobody will be able to spell but i'm gonna say it anyway um, which is marina proco yosifi thank you very much and listen i really appreciate your time it's been great to dig into those issues of what digital options and, and opportunities are available to to people who are maybe not necessarily given that much attention to that in the past so listen i appreciate your time and thank you for coming on the cafe hustle thank you very much for bringing me on it was a pleasure talking to you a huge thank you to marina there for all those valuable points on how you can level up your marketing and your digital presence for your business your cafe coffee shop or restaurant Don't forget, if you find any of these episodes really useful, share them with your friends, share them with people you know, just share them with someone so they get the benefit from them as well. But there's a few points that I want to talk about, particularly Google My Business. If you haven't got a website, then you have to get this because this helps you show up in Google searches if people are just searching for cafe or a coffee shop near them. If you're on there, if you've got that current and created and content on it, you'll show up and people will see you. So it stops you from losing out on potential customers Also, don't forget about email marketing as an option. There's so many service providers out there that can help you set up your email marketing. And it gives you the option to reach a warm audience, people who have already reached out to you and given you their email addresses. So they're already interested in your business. And it always acts as a reminder to customers that you are there. And don't forget, reach out to me. Let me know what you think of this podcast because I really appreciate your feedback. I really want to make sure that what I am doing is working for you and we're covering the right topics. So if there's any topics you want me to cover, let me know and we'll get that sorted. Anyway, thanks again for joining me on the Cafe Hustle and I will see you next time.